we are. We're recording. It's been so long. It has been a while, and I missed you. I know. I miss seeing faces. I mean, we do get to talk to each other, but we don't do it under in with this kind of environment. It's been a while. It has. Uh, and I'm way, way more excited to be doing it with you and ripping the bandaid off again with you and getting the kinks out with you than getting a guest on here. So let's iron out all the kinks, get back in the groove. I'm excited. Yeah, we are a little rusty. So it's like a little bit of a the tin man. We got to oil each other's joints and whatnot. <laughs> Cassie is looking at me like I'm crazy already. And we just started. Perfect. We're right back where we should be. All right. So we wanted to we wanted to just drop in on your podcast feed briefly to say hi, to say we miss you guys, um, to say that we we really enjoyed season one. We learned so much and um, season two is coming. It is. Thank God. It feels like it's been forever, but I think uh, what you all haven't seen is that we've been busy at work behind the scenes, making it better, uh, you know, figuring out how to kind of level up and reach more people and have more meaningful conversations. Um, And we've been super busy the past three, four months doing just that. Yeah. And one thing that I'll say, which was super interesting for me to, to feel the difference was when we were starting out with season one, a lot of it was kind of learning as we go. A lot of it was an influx on guest prospects, issues to cover. And there were, there was so much ground to cover that we kind of went in every direction at once. And in a lot of ways that was really fascinating because we learned so much about so many different areas and we got to meet these incredible guests that broadened our scope on, again, just so many different areas. But now that we have some foresight and 43 episodes under our belt, we have some more intentionality behind what we want to pursue. You know, we have some groundwork laid and we are having deeper conversations about what do we think is really important right now and what are the things that aren't being touched on elsewhere. And I think that's part of, I mean, it's, it's, this has given us a really good chance to hone in on our mission and what we're trying to do. And one of the things that came out of this strategic planning process was the realization that the breadth of topics that we cover is part of what makes this show unique and part of what you and I love about the show, you know, that we can bounce around from finance to female genital mutilation and everything in between. Um, And yet uh, that can also be wildly overwhelming from the production end and from where do you start and who are we recruiting and sky's the limit. And so this kind of window has given us the chance to hone in and think really strategically and plan a really cohesive season for you all. Or at least we hope. Well, we always hope. Whatever we do, it's it's all hope and intention. Yeah. yeah, I think I think what I, I want to kind of dig into why we're continuing. So first of all, we felt really fulfilled by by season one. We, again, we learned so much. We've heard from our guests, from our listeners, that we're touching topics that they had no visibility into, that they have never really been able to dive into before, and that's something that's really valuable. And so we could have said, "Great." That was a phenomenal experiment. It went really well. Like, wrap it up. Um, so why why are you interested, Cassia, in, in continuing? Why, why did you want to do a season two? Because it's really fun, to be honest. I mean, I think there's, there's two goals here. One is 
Um, these are these are my goals personally. I think one is as a creative, I spend so much of my day behind the screen. And podcasting is this medium where, yes, I'm still behind a screen, but it gives us this chance to connect with people, with you, you know, several states away, with guests who are, you know, half a world away. Um, and, and the intimacy of that platform is so fun. And so getting to produce the show and getting to host the show, like all of that creatively and professionally is so fulfilling. Um, but then second is I feel like we only barely scratched the surface, um, both in terms of the conversations that can be had, but also in terms of how we can continue to serve this community, how we can continue to serve you all. How do we take conversations offline? How do we bridge the gap from the podcast platforms, you know, the YouTubes and the, uh, and the Apples where we're showing up to Instagram, where we really want to build community and have conversation. I feel like we had only just begun gun to like scratch that surface. Um, and so we, we need more time. We need more space. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And we, we came into this with the idea that we could really break open some of these conversations, these really important and impactful issues that are, um, that are impacting women around the world, but nobody's really talking about it in that way. And nobody's having these kinds of intimate conversations where they're peeling back the layers. And then, yes, how do we take that offline, right? How do we take it to, I don't know, a lot of things that we've talked about, whether it's events or art or shows or film or other things where we feel like it can we can even dig deeper. We can experience these in a lot of different ways. And part of Evoke Media's um, mission is really to open the lens of impact and social impact and social issues globally through media, right? And there are hundreds of different forms of media that we can utilize for that. Um, and this is but one, and it's a really important one for us. It's a really, like you said, it's fun. Um, but also that there's a lot more that we can do with this. So to that end, please sign up for our newsletter. Get your name on that list. We want, because that's actually, this is a really good point, Sabrina. We want to land in your guys' inbox. We want to close that gap and actually show up with resources and insight and and um, kind of thought leadership on the different topics that are going to be covering. So go to breakingglasspodcast.com, scroll to the bottom and you'll see a newsletter sign up. So one of our goals for season two is to grow a lot deeper in that space and show up for you guys a lot more intimately there. So sign up for all of those goods. And and we're not interested in, in email spam. I mean, we're all just drowning in email spam. So what are some of the things that people can expect when they get a n- newsletter from Breaking Glass? Great question. I think one of the things that we're going to try really hard to do is provide a roundup of links to all of the different angles of a given issue, right? We want to be talking about things that are a little bit controversial, and we want to acknowledge that there's a lot of different perspectives on these topics. And so one of our goals is to land in your inbox with a roundup of some of those resources, some of the different thought leaders coming at this from different angles, um, so that we can all be a little bit more educated on these topics. That, you'll also get sound bites. You'll also get like weird, awkward behind the scenes footage of Sabrina and myself. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more. I like this great hair day that we're having. It's fine. You know what I really want to do? What? I want to bring on a guest who can talk about and like pick apart and dissect women's relationship to their hair. I think there's like so much cultural background there, so much history. It's such a messy relationship. You and I were just saying like the grass is always greener. Um, It's such a part of women's identity. 
I would love to bring on a hair expert. Yeah. And then I would love them to tell me how to fix this. I also highly recommend watching the documentary Good Hair that Chris Rock um, was behind. I mean, one of his daughters came to him when she was very little and was like, Daddy, I want good hair. And he's like, what the hell does that mean? And why would such a young child, I think she was like five or something, why would she already be using language like good hair versus bad hair? And how our culture and society is already perpetuating so much of that for young children. I mean, generations and generations, of course, but young children are picking up on that. Oh, my God. I am guilty as charged on this front. So my daughter, who we were just talking about before we hit record on this, um, has this wild head of curls. But she's two, which means she takes a bath at night, she goes to bed with wet hair, and she wakes up literally looking like she put her hand in an outlet. Like it is like tangled, it is frizzy, it is four inches in every direction, knotted like a mess. Now, I could put her back in the shower and put the little cream in and, like, it looks gorgeous and she it's adorable. I'm not doing it. I'm not showering my two-year-old in the morning to make her hair look prettier. I, I refuse. But for two years, we've been like, wow, you have such crazy hair. Your hair is crazy. And then just last month for the first time, she was like, mama, my hair is crazy. And I was like, oh. So, so now it's like, your hair is beautiful. Your hair is wild. Your hair is crazy beautiful. It's like I'm trying to, like – not have any negative association with the mess that is her hair on every given day. Um, Let me tell you, apparently it doesn't even matter because my daughter has been told from everyone always her entire life how beautiful her curls are. She was never, ever, ever told, at least never in front of me, told by anyone or by her parents that her hair is crazy or messy or anything like that. And already at starting at three, and she's like almost five now, at three, she started coming to me and saying, mommy, I don't like my curly hair. I hate my curly hair. I want it to be straight. It doesn't matter. They get it from somebody. Oh, it doesn't matter. Like she got that positive reinforcement from everyone since she was born. And she still, because I remember very clearly being the kid who wanted straight hair. Mm -hmm. I wanted straight, blonde, glossy hair. And I don't have that. And that was the, you know, that's what I wanted. And so I made sure that my daughter never got that message from me. And everyone would tell her every single day how beautiful, oh, strangers, strangers, whatever. The first thing that people would say is, I love your curly hair. And she still hates it. There's just no winning. This was a nice, we, we digress. <laughs> no, but I, let's bring on that guest for season two. There's got to be somebody out there. This is, there's, there's more to be covered. We will. We'll find that person. But anyway... So we talked about our newsletter. Um, please also follow us on Instagram. We po- post some really cute things and you can follow our stories on current events that have to do with um, past episodes that are extremely relevant and timely. We talk, we have a lot of like good content that we post up there. So that's at Breaking Glass Pod on Instagram. Join us, join our little community. And we're really excited to bring episodes back to you. Yeah, there's there's so much work going right now into season two production, um, and and like I said, we we love doing it, but we want to see this community grow. We want to see you guys share the episodes that you love um, wherever you want to share them. You know, firing them off via email or or Apple or Instagram, whatever the case may be. Um, but spread the word because the only way to grow this this loyal group of of lovely people who want to have these hard conversations um, is if we all invite somebody to the table. 
Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Breaking Glass is a production of Evoke Media. Evoke is a nonprofit organization that exists in order to elevate the people and stories that are working to make the world a more unified and equitable place. Learn more at weareevokemedia.com.